Hello, everybody. I hope you're all well. For me and for my guest today, Ellie, it is Friday. For you, it could be any day of the week. It all depends when you're listening to this. I hope wherever you are and whenever you're listening to it, today finds you well. First, before I talk to Ellie from Deepest Darkest Devon, let's watch this video from Analog Trash. Now, I think this is an absolute first for my music and certainly for me. I don't think I've interviewed anybody coming from a cabin in the woods before now. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Well, it's my pleasure to be the first woodland um, liver <laughs> to be on your um, on here. That's, that's great. Thank you. But well, I'm hoping that the rain on my tin roof, you can hear me through it because it has just come over a little bit, so... Oh well, that, that that's absolutely fine. Uh, you may hear in the background here um, people moving furniture. That is because we're in the middle of uh, relocating one son as a, as another son goes off um, after getting great A level results yesterday. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. I, I shall pass that on. Uh, now, should I be worried from a health and safety point of view? Is that a real candle there to the side of you? Is that is that just a light? No, that's a real candle. So that's that, a real candle. I'm completely okay. off. I have no electricity, so I have candles and fairy lights to keep me bright. <laughs> ah, it's fantastic, um, yeah. folks. If, if you're watching from home, don't don't try this at home. <laughs> never put never put a lit candle next to bed linen and books. Uh, you, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic selection of books. There, are, are you a big reader? Um, I love reading. I love reading when I can get a chance. Um, yeah, I love to sort of um. I'm more into fantasy novels and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I love to. And I've got, a, I just like being around them. It keeps me grounded. I think your environment and your surroundings and how you decorate it, so to say, is really important for your mind. Yeah. Oh, you, I can hear the rain now. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, um, and that is, a, and, and I was saying just before we came on, that's an absolutely beautiful chair. And you saying your, your dad made that? Yeah, my dad made this chair. He's, um, as a carpenter and underwoodsman, I used to go and coppice the you know the trees in the woodlands and and make all these chairs with no screws, no nails, everything in proper old school way. And so yeah, this is my baby. This is for me. This is old elm. You said you can't get these anymore. So yeah, it's my prize. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Um, I've actually got a tree right outside my door that needs coppicing. Right, this minute. It's, it's it's yeah. It it it. But we normally do it once a year. But for some reason, this last year we didn't do it. And you know. If you don't do it, folks, uh, if you know anything about cops, if you don't actually cut it back a little bit, it just goes mad. But it just goes up. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't bush out. It just goes up, um, <laughs> you know, and carries on going. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of taken a life of its own. But I can see there out the window, and, and viewers will be as well able to see that if, uh, if you're watching. Um, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful uh, trees, etc. Um, so you're in... 
um, roughly, we don't want to obviously give your uh, GPS uh, uh, location away because otherwise, you you know, you never know who might be watching. Um, but you're roughly, whereabouts are you? I'm South Devon. I'm like very, very South Devon. Yeah. yeah. And there's this complete woodland canopy here. I'm on stilts over a, over a big pond. It's, it's beyond idyllic. Um, and as much as I, I'm here at the moment, I'm moving to London in October, but I'll keep coming back here a couple of times a month because, I mean, yeah, this is where I'm from. I can't help myself. <laughs> but you kind of have to as well, don't you? Because, I mean, a, a lot of the energy of your music comes from nature as well. It yeah. comes from where, where you, you know, the, the, the things you surround yourself with. Why, why, why is that important to you? Um. Well, I was brought up in the middle of nowhere. You know, I was 20 miles away from any nearest potential friends. <laughs> so I, I just spent my childhood running around in the woods and climbing trees. And I started singing and playing, playing piano and writing songs and poetry when I was about five years old. And because that's all I knew, it's where I drew my inspiration from. But it's where I feel most at home and most connected um, to, to myself, but also to the world and to other people even though sometimes there can, it can be quite sparse, <laughs> the population around here. Um, I, I'm, I just, I don't know, it's, it's in every part of me. Um, it's hard to describe, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything about modern technology that, you know, you kind of miss or, or you know, I, how much of modern technology do you allow into that space when you are in that space? Well, I mean, I, I'm tethering to my phone now and I'm on my laptop, so I feel pretty techy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't despise technology. I just try to keep a healthy relationship and a boundary and a balance with it. Um, obviously, with everything being so much based online nowadays, I am on all the socials and everything, and I, and I do that from here. Um, but, yeah, I think a healthy... I think you've got to respect it. You know, this is where the life that we're living now, you have to be involved in it. And I think just respect yourself and and the way that, yeah, that things are going at the moment. But, yeah. yeah. Do, do, do you think more of us... I mean, I think more of us suddenly reconnected with nature a lot more during the, the pandemic and lockdown, etc. I mean, it was, it was amazing, I think, um, to hear people's stories of, you know, they, they suddenly went for a walk and, and suddenly realised that there were parts of where they were living that they'd never seen before. And it was literally five minutes down the road in the countryside, <laughs> which yeah. is scary, which is scary, isn't it, actually, that we, we, we kind of live in these little conurbations um, and, you know, do things like go to shops. And we know where all of the we know where all of the people are, but we don't know where all of the non people are, if you know what I mean. Um, but do, do you feel like it's becoming even more important because of the proliferation of everything being online, digital technology, et cetera, that, that we all try and make a bit more time for nature? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's really important. I think mental health, it's, it's amazing that mental health is, can be so openly spoken about now. But, and I think everybody knows the benefits of spending time outside and you know, time away from your phone and how good it is for you to do that and you know whether you go for a walk by yourself or you're lucky enough to have a pet or you meet up with your friends just yeah getting your body moving is just it's so good for your mind and it just releases and suddenly all these things that you were fixating on or that you know were catastrophizing over just they don't matter they don't matter because you're around you know what's what's made us and what's created us and, and who we you know should be living in harmony with you you said that you you were writing from a young age um what were you listening to at a young age 
Um, so as I, cause I was in the middle of nowhere, I spent a lot of time with my parents and their friends. So my dad introduced me sort of AC, DC and Motorhead. And my mom was super tramp and David Bowie. So, and I can't help, I still listen to probably like 50% of the music I listen to now is still 60s, 70s, 80s music. Um, yeah. I mean, Kate Bush, all that sort of thing. Etta James, my grandma, Ella Fitzgerald to me. And I would, would listen to her scat and it's just, I mean, I do that. I do scatting in my singing now and I just, I love bringing those influences into it. And I do say that, you know, Bob Marley and ACDC are influences, even though my genre isn't like that because it's just, it's the ballsiness, it's the truths, it's the storytelling, the energy that I love, so. Yeah, I read that on your website. I, I love that. You're, you're, you're talking about energy, really. Yeah. Is that is that what you're talking about? You're talking about kind of the energy in the music, that it's like, you know, someone's bringing it in like a, as you say, in a ballsy way, they're, they're like, you know, trying to trying to make you wake up and sit up or, or or trying to tell you that they're they're kind of passionate about something and that's important yeah yeah what absolutely. what 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 you know when if you listen to music where where do you go without like naming names of course but where do you go like that's just nothing that that that, that music just hasn't got anything about it <laughs> that's a difficult question because the thing is even if i don't love the music i can still i still respect the artist you know like there's a lot of sort of popular music that i don't necessarily listen to but i respect the artist because you know they do connect with millions of people or you know la 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 so i that's i can't really answer that because i i feel too much respect in order for you know to just slate that's a, that's, a, that's a great that's a great politically correct answer I, and i and i respect you for that I, I i sometimes i guess for me as a creative full stop where I kind of like lose it and, and I agree with you, but where I kind of lose interest, maybe both in the person and the art is where I just think it's lazy. If mm. that makes sense, where I just don't feel like that somebody's just kind of like copy and pasting someone else's art, but without necessarily looking to try and find their own voice within that. Mm. Um, how have you found your own voice? over the years gosh well just prolifically writing all the time um i was very lucky when i was 12 years old i got a senior scholarship to Welsh cathedral school so i was classically trained in wow. really? stuff. But i refused to spend the weekend there and just be constantly boarding so obviously i was from south devon um and so they're just three hours on the train there and back each each day on sunday saturday and sunday i would just write i would write poetry and songs and i would come home and i would play them on the piano um, and they've gotten a lot better since then. <laughs> um, but but it's a journey as well. All the songs, I've released a single today called Unstoppable, which is very different from my other music. That was more, my older stuff is sort of more, I, what I realise now is that I was trying to help other people heal, whereas this mm -hmm. music I'm writing now is more about me sort of just bringing more of my personality out because it's kind of deep emotional tackles life and death and how we heal and how we grow through all these big topics of life really um and as and i like that's the only avenue that i could really find myself writing and over the last year i've started to hone in on different sounds and and different storylines where it's because people say to me they come to a gig and they would just be in tears which is wonderful because i need to connect with someone not that they were crying but um they just and they would say it's 
it's weird to meet you and then to watch you perform because your music is so different from your sort of outlandish character. And the music I'm writing now is more it's more in sync with who I am. I think I'm, I was going to say, is it is it now more autobiographical than it was before? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it, it was autobiographical, but it's less written with the with like informed by how other people are going to sort of eat it. Now yeah. this just like. I've got something to say. I've got energy. I've got some wicked piano riffs. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. that's that's kind of an important development, probably more so for you as a person. And then and that, was that, is that kind of scary at first, putting something yeah. out that's I a mean, little bit... It is scary, but also because I'm so happy with it. I'm just, mm. you know, I, I have such joy in the fact that I'm releasing it. It was before I think I was a little bit nervous or anxious about I don't I think maybe I just grown into myself you know I haven't those I'd released my debut EP in 2020 so it's been three years since all that stuff first started to come out um but I'm just I just feel good about it so I'm excited and people have responded really well to it so far so so you're, you're there in your, your little cabin and you you know you're, you're writing songs is that predominantly guitar that you're writing on Songs the guitar, but not really. No, piano. That's my baby. That's that's home. <laughs> okay, but the piano is not in the cabin. The piano is in like a music room somewhere else. Yeah. I so I have the baby grand piano that was my grandma's that I've been playing since I was five. Is I can see it now in its own right. little over there. But I have um I have a portable keyboard that's it's really good. And if I just want to stay in here, then I'll use that. Okay, lovely. So you're so you're right. You're right in there. But in terms of then taking it from those kind of initial songwriting ideas to how it then lands up in terms of like take for example the new single what, what what's your process in terms of that Do, are you working with a lot of other people or well it's i mean i don't um in the past i worked with one producer called tommy williams who did all of my previous stuff and this track was done with Bad Sounds and they're two brothers um, who live up near Bristol. And I just went and spent a week with them in the studio and we tried lots of different songs. Some of I'd already written, some we wrote on the day. And and this just came out of a day in the studio with them. Um, it's just right timing, right energy, right people. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's finding that person who can help get the ideas out of here. <laughs> I mean, put me behind a piano and give me a song book and I'll write you songs for days. But in terms of kind of, bringing out the other instruments isn't something that I've had tons of experience in. And, and also I really enjoy collaborating with people, having them bring their essence into it and seeing what we can create together is a magical thing. Yeah. I mean, it's quite fun as well, I guess, actually get, get, uh, coming out of your little cabin uh, as well. And then and <laughs> actually going out. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and, but actually going out then and, and you know, socialising a bit more with people and going into the city, it, it must be, that's a very different energy. So that's yeah. quite cool in itself, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's important to have a good ratio. Because um, like we were talking about earlier, cabin fever is a real thing. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm excited to be back in a city. I was living in Brighton last year. I've lived in Bristol. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to London and see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, do you see yourself as a little bit of a nomad in some respects? Would, would you, would you do, do, as you, as you... Yeah, as you, as your music sort of develops over the years, could you could you see yourself maybe sort of doing which are, which a number of artists have done, sort of like going out into the desert to to discover another type of you know um, 
wilderness, if you like, and seeing what, how that kind of affects you and your songwriting or whatever. You, could you see yourself traveling a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I would never say no to an opportunity to explore and write new music. Yeah. I think it's I think that's fascinating. I mean I think it's I think it's a wonderful place to to sit and write music at the moment in 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 such glorious surroundings. Also, um how how do you get on being in the West Country as well because I mean you say that you know you've you've lived in Brighton, you've lived lived in uh elsewhere, but um one of the things that I find when I talk to people, especially other musicians, is you mentioned the West Country and they go, where's that? Because, <laughs> I mean, we've actually got a deep history of lots of music coming from the West Country, especially Bristol or whatever. But actually, as you get down, further down south and, it's, you know, sort of like that part of Devon and Cornwall and whatever, even though, you know, like bands like Muse have come from Timworth and whatever, it's there's not a lot of like commercial places to go and listen to music or, or whatever. So how do you find the, the scene locally? Um, so my, my uh, local town is Totnes and, and it's, it's, it's an amazing hub for music. Always has been. It's got a rich, has it? incredible bands coming in. I think yeah, my mum was telling me that she'd seen UB40 had come and played in the, in the civic hall and, they used to get massive punk bands down there. Um, and it's had a bit of a revival recently. And there's a place called the Bauhaus um, Ballroom. Um, and it's just fantastic. It's so supportive and it's a very, it is a very musical town. So there's always gigs going on and there's always people willing to support each other and collaborate and musicians meeting up. And yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not, it's not difficult to find something musical to do where I am. Yeah. Yeah. It may be at Somerset is particularly uh, devoid, but we are getting there, I, I feel. Um, one of my favourite venues uh, locally is the Phoenix in Exeter. I, I think you've yeah, been yeah. there? Yeah. 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 How did you How did you find that? Um, I haven't performed there. I've been to the venue. Um, so I definitely, I definitely would like to perform. Yeah, Phoenix, if you're listening, and we'll tag you in, of course, like uh, everybody that we tag in. You know, if you'd like a, a local artist playing at the Phoenix, that would that would be fantastic. In, in terms of in terms of other artists that are out and about at the moment, is there anybody you you would particularly like to work with? Is there anybody that you feel that you could learn off if you had the opportunity? Um, I think one of my favourite artists, UK artists at the moment, has got to be like. Little Sims and Arlo Parks and um, Olivia Dean, I think Olivia Dean is her name. Just, yeah. uh, just really, just like empowering women, absolutely smashing it, bringing their own like delicious journeys from their life into music. So any of those artists would be incredible. Yeah, Messi's a great album, absolutely yeah. great album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was fascinated actually by, I mean, Little Sims, you know, the the latest album. The fact that she just dropped it out of nowhere as well, you know, it wasn't. There was no physical release for about two months, and it just it seemed to come out. You know, she was the the, the previous album had obviously done really really well. It it was up Mercury Award and things like that, and then you know suddenly, boom, she drops new music out of nowhere. I mean, do you quite like that idea of? surprise in music as well or sort of like you just people working on stuff and 
not necessarily teasing everything out, but like maybe some dropping something from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I think, you know, if you can shake people in their boots, then I think that's that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be really good as well. <laughs> Especially when it's really good. And it is. It's a really, really good album. Um, so what's what's the kind of big ambition for you going into perhaps next year? Uh, so my plan for next, I've got a string of singles that I'm working on at the moment. And the plan is to do an album next year, which will be my debut album, which is very exciting. Because um, I have so much music and I've just got to find the right the right place for all of it to work in a beautiful cohesive flow that's what i'm looking for um yeah so yeah let's do that next year would would things that you've already done or the singles that are coming up are they necessarily sort of um set aside for the album or in order for you to produce an album do you feel that it's as you, as you just said do you feel that you need to find something that thematically would all work together and it needs to be Hmm. it has to have its own it has to have its own kind of energy as an album yeah yeah well I mean I've got I've got my catalogue but I'm always writing new music so if it's suddenly like I'm mid doing the album then there's a better song it's like this actually fits I'll tweet these ones around you know yeah whatever's gonna be best for the project you know yeah do you (laughs) so some artists struggle with that a little bit which is that you know they they kind of over overgild the lily if you know what i mean it's like you know if you've got if you've got a lot of stuff etc it's kind of like do i put that in do i you know i talked to, to to someone the other day and they said well this album should have been done a year ago but we just kept going mm, should we just put that in take this out you know or are you quite disciplined when it comes to you know getting that knowing how to put that all together um, I wouldn't say I'm disciplined, but I think it's important to be objective sometimes. I think, you know, when I initially wrote a song and I got that demo version and maybe that's written for me and then and then I, I'll go back and I'll go with a Nick Comb and see like how how are other people now gonna how are they gonna palette this? How can I make this more sort of global in its in its um understanding? Um so yeah, I think if it if it came down to it, I would I would be happy to sort of pick and choose and take things out if it was if it was going to make a better flow for the project because who knows you know if it's in the catalogue there's another opportunity down the line then we'll have it ready for then. It strikes me, based where you are there, and you say that you'll probably always gravitate back towards there, even if it's on the odd occasion, you know, even if you're living elsewhere. It strikes me that would be a marvelous place. To have like songwriting workshops would you would you ever contemplate having like songwriting workshops and working with like yeah. up-and-coming artists there i have thought about that yeah i have so the first i mean yeah we'll see we'll see, we'll see what the future holds but i think it's a, it's a beautiful space and it'll be rude not to share it <laughs> yeah is it is it big enough for tents can we can we yeah. can we get yeah cool. <laughs> bring your tents okay i'm in already uh <laughs> i just think yeah you know I get kind of it. I don't know how much that happens these days, but I, I kind of, I kind of miss that from my childhood, which was like you used to, when you used to go on camps and things, and you all sat around the, the bonfire and someone got the guitar out. I know it's a bit kind of cliche American film, isn't it? But, but actually, there's something really lovely about that, where yeah. people kind of pass the guitar and take it in turns and, and kind of learn to, learn to 
let go of their voice really in nature where as you say nobody else can hear you it's just those group of people and i think it's it's a really great confidence building thing do, do you feel like a lot of people are, are these days are a little because partly because of social media kind of overly conscious about what other people think of them um i mean i, I can't speak for what it was like before because obviously all i've sort of known is so like i think like social media i think was around when i'm 25 now um i can't speak for what it was like before but i i can definitely vouch for the fact that it is quite stressful um knowing that anybody in the world you know because that's the thing is if if you do a gig or if you're busting on it people can choose to walk past or they can buy a ticket or they can come and stand next to you that you know sort of what you're getting it's face value and you can understand you can gauge people but online it's just i mean it's it's anyone and 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 it's incredible to be able to reach people from all over the world and they can love your music but it's definitely yeah i definitely it brings me a source of stress and anxiety but <laughs> like, you know what the more authentic if i'm just myself and then whatever you know yeah. so i my way through it <laughs> but this is that typical thing isn't it it's the thing the thing with online is that you there are certain things that you see in terms of signal that tell you what kind of response someone's given you and if you don't necessarily get the right response because there's no other non-verbal communication there there's no it's often there's a lack of communication there full stop you don't really know it's like someone wrote a great article during the week that I was uh, reading about the thumbs up um, emoji and like you know they gave all of these different examples of where people use thumbs up and like some of them it's complete it feels completely negative and some of them it feels great you know it's okay to use thumbs up in some situations you do it in others it's almost like well that's a bit dismissive <laughs> you know well that's the that's the problem with everything online is that you know someone might be reactive they might just love what you've done but unless it's you know because of the way that they then communicate that to you you might think oh they don't like it and then you start overthinking it and it's mm-hmm. it, it suddenly becomes wild how much easy to misconstrued stuff anything that's written in, in that's not being verbally given to you i think it's easy to get misconstrued but i think there's just a, there's a point where you have to let go you know you can do the best by you and then the rest of it isn't really in your control but as long as you can keep grounded within yourself then i think you're going to be okay yeah with this new sense of kind of freedom in your writing that you're you're talking about and actually you know feeling like you you in a way you've now able to say more about what you want to to say into the world is there is there something that you're really passionate about trying to get out in the world in terms of um, or whatever I, I think i think you're right i think it's about energy and it's about connection for me it's about people now it's not so much about you know life and death and how we deal with grief it's like no let's be present actually i think it's really it's an important message for me <laughs> so maybe i'm sort of trying to therapize myself but um yeah i think i think it's about people and i think it's about the power that we have and you know if we're just fired by love and compassion i mean i sound like a hippie but i'm in the woods so what does it matter <laughs> um then oh but come on i feel that we've all kind of got that sense and i'm not i'm not saying that what you're doing now is any shape or form come out of covid but i think we've all gained that sense a lot more since covid and lockdown and being isolated and and realizing that blimey 
humanity really, you know, is important that, you know, and that we actually need to, we need to start finding, the, you know, the, the stuff in ourselves to be honest with each other and, and, you know, talk to each other and communicate with each other better because actually it's incredibly powerful and it can make an absolute difference. And, and, you know, a lot of us were just like on a treadmill before. And I think most people are coming, have come out of, you know, the disaster of the last few years actually now going, well, yeah, we, we, you know, we can all help each other and we can all make a difference. So let's, you know, let's talk about that. Let's write about that. Let's be creative around that because actually, you know, that in all, almost in a way, it's a, it's a bit of a leap back in time because I feel that there, there was a generation where that kind of skipped. And I think it was because, you know, my generation growing up, I think we had things like Live Aid and big political statements and, and, and music was really crucial in all of that. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was, unlike generations before that, where it was like, you know, seeing CND uh, and Stop the Bomb and all of that side of things as well. I think people used music to get behind something and think we can make change. Mm -hmm. And then there was a kind of, there was a gener there was a part generation that came in where it was kind of like, actually nothing, you know, perhaps we can't <laughs> actually maybe politics and everything else is so much bigger than all of this. And let's be realistic. We can't do anything, but I think there's, there's kind of, Come and move back, maybe less in a political sense, but more in a kind of let's just be kind of each other sense, where we now believe we can make a difference. But it, but it starts, it starts here, and it starts with just how you interact with. Maybe it's less grandiose than it used to be, but it, it starts with how we are with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got off on my little high horse there. For no, the that was, I just really enjoyed that. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I just think you know, maybe is that is that kind of the thing that's inspiring you? You just, just see, uh, you see touches of humanity that is it, that look like a light through. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm a, I'm a massive dreamer, and I live on hope. Um, so. I think that we can all inspire each other, you know, and whether that means that like Unstoppable is a bit of a banger, so you want to dance to it and you want to, you know, and, and be joyous. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's even that word, though, isn't it? Unstoppable. That's a great <laughs> word, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it does tell us, doesn't it? It does say to us, yeah. you know, yeah. when I you're think... having a, when you're having a bad day, just yeah. get up because you're unstoppable. That's great. <laughs> we all need that. Maybe, maybe, maybe what we need is people, more people, telling us that we are unstoppable, rather than believing that you know what we've got to do is we've got to get up and have a cup of coffee, and maybe we can get through the day. Mm. Yeah, because it's kind of a it's a it's kind of a self perpetuating thing. If you know, if we just believe that maybe you will get through this day, as opposed to feeling unstoppable, that's a very different way of approaching life on a day-to-day -day basis and you won't feel unstoppable every day but 
we need we need that message. <laughs> That's a very important thing. Listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming from your wonderful uh, little la maison in the in the countryside. Um, when when are we? We've we've obviously got the new single out today. How can people support you in that? What's the best way of supporting you in that? Um, uh, yeah, well, it's on it's any of your favourite streaming platforms, so Spotify, Apple, um, YouTube, Deezer, all I mean, hundreds of them now, aren't they? Oh yeah, um, and, and just I just like to say though, Ellie, um, if if I just got to talk to um, Joe Public for a minute, if you are streaming uh, that on any of those wonderful platforms which do exist, could you please send Ellie a cheque? Or, or just drop her some money, or or, or just um, send her a cup of coffee. Or but if you know her and you see her in the street, just buy her a sausage. What sausage? Well, I don't know. Are you vegetarian or, or no. Uh, no? No, buy her a sausage roll or or, or something. Just <laughs> because you know, um, it's all lovely that you you do that streaming thing, but it doesn't actually pay her. All right, so play, play, sorry. Yeah, you can carry on. Now. <laughs> so if you wanted to download it and. Um, money goes in my pocket you can do it for bank camp but i'm doing a live stream at six o'clock from here i'm going to put my keyboard up and sing um unstoppable live and then a couple of other songs as well about 15 minutes um wow yeah lovely so So, suddenly (laughs) so if you've enjoyed this and you like the whole online experience do um do tune in for that later um is that will that be off of your website or will that be yeah. On Instagram, Ellie Devon, all socials. Give me a follow, and we'll take. Yeah, time. I love Instagram lives. We've been doing we've been doing Instagram lives on a Monday every week. Um, I must get you on one of those. Um, they're they're great fun. Um, if you're if you're an Instagram fan, and you know you've got scrolling finger tonight, just stop off on Ellie's uh, account. That would be marvellous, and you know you'll be able to see her live from her little boutique there uh, in in the middle of the country. Thank you so much for coming in. Please do support Ellie with her music. It's fabulous. Um, in fact, it's unstoppable. And <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> see, see what I did there. Uh, and uh, you can you can help her be unstoppable as well by downloading that. Um, do go to Bandcamp and download it. Spend a bit of money. Um, you know, it's near the weekend. Uh, it, it just just you know it, it puts a little bit of money in their pocket um if you've enjoyed this today or uh, any of the my musics during the week then please do share it with your friends not for me just for the musicians because they deserve it they're entertaining you all of the time you love their music uh and you'd like to support them share it with your friends uh if you haven't liked this today then shame on you <laughs> uh, and this hasn't been my music this has been an instructional video on how to draw isosceles triangles you can now do with this video whatever you like as long as you share it with other people uh until next time bye for now thanks ellie bye thank you